All right. Uh, welcome back to episode 98. Uh, and like I've been doing the last couple of podcasts, 98, something that resonates with me when I think of 98. My dad on the highway patrol for 30 years and his number was 98. And, and Brant, my special guest, Brant Beckman, a co-worker and a good buddy of mine, a Chicago Bears fan, by the way. Um, when you think of the number 98, just shoot, what's the first thing you think of when you think of 98? 1998. Uh, I still had hopes for the Cubs in 1998. <laughs> And I was sadly mistaken as they continued. That's actually when uh, kind of Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire started to heat up a little bit. Yes. That's what it makes me think of going to ball games in Wrigley Field. Uh, Man, uh, that was that was good. Those were not good years for the Bears necessarily. We were not doing very good in the late 90s. but there haven't been many years where we've really stood out, but now I'm still on the show here. No, no, that's what, that's what I brought you on for. Cause what I like to do um, is I like to bring a person. Now, Brent, when I say this next sentence, you might be able to resonate with, you might be able to like, you might have a little bit of feelings about it. I believe one of my favorite podcasts of all time, purple for the wind podcast, you guys should definitely check it out for daily Vikings takes, but it talks about the pain, the pain and the pleasure that is the Minnesota Vikings. Now, obviously that, that may, that is, that kind of fits for the Vikings, but the Bears, like you guys have a Super Bowl, but like I have seen years where it should have been more, should have been less. But what does that like? What do you think about that sentence and how it compares to the Bears? I think that the Bears are cursed by that Super Bowl. You got it because when you talk about the Bears, you talk about a fan base that always has their ears back mm-hmm. and they're thinking about the past. And so when that, in 2022, when a pick is made, a Bears fan is thinking, how is this going to make us the 1985 Bears again? Yep. They want, we want to have the best defense uh, that ever walked the earth. Uh, you know, I don't think we've really, yeah, we care about quarterbacks and they're, mm-hmm. they're always full of controversy. They're the big, but there's nothing more than we want than to have that moment back. Just that moment in time, the Super Bowl shuffle, you know, and, People don't realize that 1985 was a long time ago. <laughs> I know. We weren't even born. I think that was the year my dad graduated high school. Like, that was a long time ago. The Bears won three years before I was born. I'm 33. And I, I've never seen the Bears win a Super Bowl. I saw them in a heartbreaking fashion lose to one Peyton Manning. Okay. That, uh, was, that was rough. That was rough. You know, I, I mean, he had to have his first that one, touchdown, though. And yeah. that was it. But I you mean, know. the biggest thing to take away from that is don't kick to Devin Hester. Like, <laughs> like the very no, people first never thing. learned though. No, I was like, that was like the whole entire season. This man was house calling like all these eighty yarders, and uh, I'm I'm like, I'm just sitting there. As soon as he kicked it to him, I'm like, he's gonna return. I was, I think Brent, I was like, geez, two thousand one was that two thousand six. I was like sixteen. How old am I now? I was yep. like nine years old. I didn't know anything about the NFL, but I saw that, and I but I had seen a couple of Devin Hester highlights. I'm like. He's going to house it. Like, why Why would yeah. you kick it to this man? And they did. And I was like, okay. But then, yeah. But I mean, then, uh, yeah, Peyton Manning had to get his first one. Um, I will say this, though, Rand, as a, you know, at least the Bears have one. The Vikings have been there not once, not twice, but cuatro. I think that's four in Spanish. Four yeah. times that they have made it there and just nosedived. And it's it's the most frustrating thing because at the end of the day, when we look at the division, we look at Green, but that's won a couple. We look at the Bears that have won one. The Lions... I mean, that's <laughs> rough. Yeah, life, the, the Lions are, you know, you say that, oh, like kind of in a hushed yeah. tone. You're like, oh, it's the Lions, you know, oh, those, those guys. 
you know, they're like, oh, you feel for him. Every time I see someone in the Lions jersey, I go, oh. Put your arm around him and be like, hey, I'm sorry. Right, like, like, oh, I'm, so- I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> Matthew what? Stafford runs away after one year. And wins what? Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. I keep forgetting to, like, like equate that. Like, Matt Stafford literally left for one year, and all of a sudden he has a Super Bowl. Now, I also do have to mention, you did mention quarterbacks a little bit ago. And um, for those of you that listen to the Sports Brief podcast, I'm going to be honest with you. As the creator, I try not to be too tied down. Uh, and Brent can attest to this. Brent, I didn't send out an outline, did I? Like, this is totally unscripted. No, no. Didn't send out a single outline. And I know it's Joe and some of the other guys we have on will also attest to this. A lot of times I don't like to send out an outline because I like it to be free. I like it to be, you know, like we'll have a general idea of what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, I like it to be just kind of see where it goes. And if I don't use it, I don't use it. But a lot of the time, and obviously I'll use this, but um, you know, we were talking about quarterbacks. We were texting before this. You talked about how Mitch Trubisky got done wrong. Now, I have heard some doozies in my day, my friend. Uh, and I actually, I, I think I know, I, I think I, I've heard this on Twitter before because I've got a lot of Steelers fans that follow me, or at least I follow a lot of Steelers fans yeah. that say Mitch Trubisky can lead the Steelers. Now, I have to hear from a, the mouth of a Bears fan that saw this man and said, you know, I had certain feelings about it. So why do you think Ms. Trubisky was done wrong? Okay. So we have to go way back in the pages mm-hmm. of time, back to the beginning. All right. <laughs> this is, this goes back to the Super Bowl thing. Yes. The Vikings haven't won a Super Bowl, but the Bears won one. So we're always trying to recreate that team. Mm-hmm. You guys can start fresh every single time and come up with something new and not be tied down by the past. The Bears have been tied down by the past. What do we do? We got cute with our quarterback selection, and we said, we're going to get this tough Pollock. It sounds good. You know, Mitch Trubisky, that's, that's, that's classic. That's yes. classic Bears mentality. You know, we bring him in, and the first thing we do is we tie him in with Matt Nagy, who all these things are going right. And if you took, take a look at the record, you know, we've been, we went to the playoffs two out of three years. Yep. People yeah, just, a lot of people just, forget that. A lot of people forget that. And again, we're in one of the tougher divisions in football. We got the Packers, we got the Vikings, and yeah, the Vikings on a, you know, on a good day can be pretty darn good when they had mm-hmm. Stafford. The Stafford could surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky had almost no direction. That first year when we when we played the Packers in uh that first year uh with uh Khalil Mack, it was his first game. Yep. And we we were just destroying, annihilating them. Everyone forgets that the defense is really what led a lot of that effort. Mm-hmm. Special teams. Mr. Biskey uh, was was kind of forced to make plays and do things that he really never did in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, he did not do he. He was, uh, there's the jokes, he can't throw to the left or whatever. But you, <laughs> I remember those. On, I made but, a couple. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, listen. And you look at the, the playing field and actually the ones that he did throw to the left, people caught. He just didn't do it often. He was just more right. You know, he just looked off to the right a lot more. And that's where uh, Allen Robinson was usually going to be. Yep. So that's the direction he was going to look. Allen Robinson didn't. Does by the way, it doesn't really like to line up on the left. He does every once in a while, but that's usually where he's at. So he's expected to absolutely lead this team in the wake of Matt Nagy's leadership. Mm-hmm. 
Matt Nagy did not have leadership. He did not have that locker room. It was a bunch of guys having a good time. And Matt Nagy was kind of the guy, you know, everyone's like making a joke. Everyone's laughing. And then Matt nope. Nagy's like, ha yeah, that's funny. And everyone's like, dude, we weren't talking to you. Yeah. Like that's, that's the way that <laughs> locker room was. Mm-hmm. They created a lot of their own success. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nagy had a few good plays and whatnot, but uh, Trubisky was tasked with not only coming in as a fresh quarterback, not only with no offensive line, true, no offensive line. True. That has been the story of the Bears since the beginning of time. Yep. When, yeah. when have we had a good, I, I'm talking like Steelers, good offensive line, Dallas Cowboys, good mm-hmm. offensive line. It's so hard to put together though when you think about it because a lot of like I've seen uh, both sides of the argument where you get like the Dallas Cowboys who literally I think it was like four or five years ago, Brent, that like every pick they first round pick they had was an offensive lineman and like everybody was laughing at them, but all of a sudden they had like the best offensive line in football for like five years and it was like, huh, that's kind of weird, you know, investing high capital into your offensive line tends to help you out but at the same time then the vikings go and draft a first round center and now they literally just announced today that they're not going to pick up his fifth year option so it's like it's a double-edged sword and then last year too it's like um i want to say it was yeah trey smith for the chiefs was like a sixth round pick one of the highest graded guards in all of football then you have um creed humphrey their starting center a second round pick so it's like where do you find these guys? So I get the frustration, man. I, I, I was a Vikings fan. We finally got like three players where I'm just looking at, I'm like, okay, you know, we three players out of five isn't bad, but still, like if you have pressure on the inside at all, it's tough for any quarterback to step in. Beautiful that. I, offense. Yeah, yeah Beautiful exactly. Beautiful offense. These wide receivers. Oh my God, Jeffries. Oh my God, Adam Thielen. Yep. You, you know, and we, and we have some pretty good wide receivers. We had, uh, gosh, do you remember the Brandon Marshall era? Yes. And then uh, who was there? Was another wide receiver? I'm, I'm, I'm Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. Brandon yep, that Marshall. Was we had Marcellus Bennett as a tight yep. end. That's right. And We're bringing it way back know, today. If I could pick any team right now that I can build from scratch and have again, it was if we can get rid of Mark Tressman. Mm-hmm. It was the Josh McCown team. Josh oh. McCown. With Matt Forte as your mm-hmm. running back, that oh yeah. man, people forget Matt Tay was a Matt Forte was a bad man. Like I, I think there was jersey. a year. Do you really? That's awesome. I the yep. first year he came out, I think it was like when was he drafted? Like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I can't remember when it was. Um, but the Vikings had AP. They had. Yep. Uh, and that was pretty much it. I mean, they had him and I think Tavares Jackson. I can't remember who. But anyway, uh, I remember watching Matt Forte run and do a cut that I had only ever seen AP do. And I was like, wow, he is going to be a good player. And he was. He had like there, – there was back in the days when they were like, say, pay Matt Forte. And then it was just like, I don't know, man. It, he, Matt Forte was a bad man. Matt Forte was, was a bad a, man. He was a bad dude. And he was he was quiet too. Mm-hmm. He wasn't boastful or anything like that. But he just quietly showed up and he made these cuts. And when you're watching him on TV when he was, when he was doing this, mm-hmm. he made other players look – like awkward yep. was, you know like how could you not block that matt he matt actually looks slow on the screen yep. but he makes everyone else around him look even slower he was so he was a pretty large dude so anyways now we're now we're going back yeah but now we're in the weeds that <laughs> team again let's rebuild that team josh mccown who is completely under it i think is one of the more underrated quarterbacks that's ever yeah. played the game 
Yeah. Honestly, he's not the greatest has ever played the game or not even close, but he's the most underrated. That's the everywhere he's gone. Everywhere he's gone, he's done fairly well. And you know what the number one thing that's important is? Everyone liked him. Yeah, that's huge. That that is true. I I I wanted to say it was is he it was Josh McCowan, wasn't was he the quarterback that got like paid by the Eagles to just like be a backup in Texas? Uh, yeah, and he literally just <laughs> the brand. The man literally got paid like sixty grand to sit at his home in Texas and do nothing. Like that's great. Like that's awesome. I, right? is it, yeah, good for him. I I think he deserved <laughs> a starting opportunity. Yep, that's the team I want to build again. I believe that was the twenty thirteen year. And we're, yeah, Matt, I just twenty thirteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Josh McCowney went three and two as a starter. Had uh, let's see here, uh, thirteen touchdown passes, one interception. Wow, yeah, that was a good year. And that was that was I think that was the year after Matt Forte had like I want to say it was he had like a hundred catches as a running back, which is crazy. Like that never happens. Uh, I yeah, don't know. he was... won me my fantasy league that year. <laughs> he sure um, did. Let me ask you this though. Okay. Um, now, I know we also kind of talked about this a little bit before. Uh, we haven't really talked about Justin Fields, though. And I feel like, you know, it's it's the question every franchise faces when they get a new quarterback in. Like, how how was he good the year before? How did he fare the year before? Like, you know, and I think the question is a lot of the time is, you know, what's next? Like, what do they have to do? My question to you is pretty simple. You know, as a Bears fan that has been through, you know, uh, in a, kind of an, in a way quarterback purgatory, but again, so have the Vikings. Um, right. What... what uh, not only is what what is next for a guy like Justin Fields, but also on the flip side of that, like what do they need to do to help him be successful? Because I feel like offensive line clearly is like the number one thing here. But at the end of the day, it's also one of those things where, I mean, he, he has to have somebody to throw it to. Now, I do also have to say, uh, yeah, you got guys like Darnell Mooney and Byron Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown. But I mean, what's what like what do you see as the thing that you would like to see as a fan? Just like what's next? I want to see some protection put around him before he is destroyed. Yeah. And that that has to happen quick. Uh, I think I think we need to go all in. And it's something we've never done before is go all in with our draft on offensive linemen. It's be- because the Bears didn't win 1985 with mm-hmm. offensive linemen. Why are we going to start? You know, no, that's, that's not the way. And – the the McCaskies who own this franchise, okay, they they are actually very manipulated by the fan base, and mm-hmm. you're gonna have people who are like, no, they just do. They really are. They listen to the fan base about things that they shouldn't, and don't listen to the fan base about things that they should mm-hmm. uh, be doing. Everyone's asking them to sell the team because they're always, you know, they just want to go eight and eight and sell tickets. But they keep listening to the fans. Oh, we got to get this defense again. So we're probably going to go out and get more defensive players in this draft mm-hmm. unless the new GM stands up to George McCaskey mm-hmm. and says, enough. We are tired of going through the quarterback carousel. Yep. Justin Fields, in order to be successful, has to be at some times a pocket passer. You've yeah. got to teach Justin Fields how to be pocket a pocket passer. You cannot have him running for his life like Jay Cutler did, Mitch Trubisky did, Rex Grossman did. All these guys, John Harbaugh, all these guys ran for their lives half mm-hmm. the time, and we relied on the defense 
to uh, make turnovers. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to start with that conversation. I think our wide receiver court is great. I think our tight end uh, situation is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to maybe revisit some of the draft picks, the Jimmy Graham thing. Yeah. You know, I, I Jimmy Graham, I thought he was going to be good too, man. I don't know. It was shocking. It really, it really did shock me. I mean, well, we didn't use them. Yeah. We bought yeah. them and we, and Matt Nagy had schemes that had nothing to do with the tight ends. Mm-hmm. Hardly ever. Mr. Bisky would have been a dink and dunk master. Mm-hmm. four yards four to five yards each play but we were always either going for the big shot down the left side to Allen robinson which was the joke because every time it went down the left side didn't work somehow because mitch can't throw left yep or you know or we were rushing uh oh gosh by list uh Tariq, we were rushing Tariq cohen you yes. know that weighs the same as a you know a grape up yeah. the middle <laughs> like what are we doing yes but yeah with an offensive line that's having a tough time yeah and that's not necessarily a recipe for success it's like okay i don't want to take away from um you know charles leonard jr we've had some we've had cody white we've had some good offensive linemen but but we need a complete unit but it's a complete unit. That's the tough thing is like finding five guys, like first round, second round, seventh round guys, or second round, seventh round guys. It's like, or undrafted guys even that complete as a that come together as a unit. That's tough. That's so tough yeah. to recreate. Um, now, another thing here is, you know, obviously I feel like the, the bears have like needs at, um, you know, in the draft. I, I uh, and I won't go into obviously like, who do you think it should take? But like quarterback. Yeah. Uh-oh. I think, yeah, cornerback's a huge need. Uh, but, like, you know, there's actually one guy. I'm going to bring it back here for a second. A guy that I know we talked about when we were in the office together. Uh, a guy, like, by the name of Tevin Jenkins. Now, I believe he was a, a former second-round pick at Oklahoma State last year. Yeah, yeah. And dude is a mauler. Like, and also last year, I want to see it was against the Vikings where he actually got, like, substantial amount of playing time. And, like, there were a couple dumb penalties. And that, that happens, you know. Young player coming into, you know, a new kind of a situation, you know, protecting a guy like – uh, Justin Fields blindside, but yeah, yeah, at, yeah. At the same time, Brant, like I know that doesn't look good on film, but I would much rather have a guy that's willing to go bat for his team. Like, oh I yeah, would, that rather than have a nonchalant like <laughs> the Vikings that we've had to deal with, nonchalant offensive line that just oh our quarterback got hit, big deal. Like perfect example, I think it was 2015. 15, 2016, Teddy Bridgewater for the Vikings got annihilated by LaMarcus Joyner after he ran and, and slid. And, yeah, and Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Vikings at the time, was mic'd up. And he was known for being a little bit, you know, having some interesting language. And for five right. to seven seconds, there was all bleeped out of what this man said about that. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But And none of the offensive linemen did anything. I was just in there. I'm like – if I'm the starting left tackle and my quarterback just got knocked out in front of me, somebody's going into the bleachers. Like I'm right. I'm just letting you know, but like, I would much rather have a guy that has, you know, that has anger issues on the field and is willing uh, to go to bat for his team. Just what are your thoughts? Like, um, cause left to right, I'll bring you to this offensive line for the bears, which again, sure. I think there's just some, there's some pieces here. Tevin Jenkins, who I mentioned, I think could be yes. something special second round pick also on the right side. So left tackle right side is Larry Borum, who, Honestly, played pretty well. Like he, given the circumstances as a rookie last year, played yeah. pretty well. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and then right guard, I got to talk to you about this. This one kind of is hilarious to me. And you can tell me, you know, your general feelings about this, but Dakota Dozier was the starting Vikings. I want to say it was left guard that couldn't pick up a twist to save his life. I, I watched compilations of this guy trying to pick up a twist and it was hilarious. You know, <laughs> I, it's just, and I know it's rough. I know it's hard, but like, right. Don't, going into the draft, like, do you really like, I feel like second through seven rounds should be like guard tackle center. Like yeah. what's your thoughts? I think you get a solid center. You mm-hmm. hold that's, that's your first pick because the relationship uh, I'm all about the emotional relationships here. I think that's what yeah. builds really good teams. Like, do you think Tom Brady had a good relationship with his center? Oh, absolutely. It probably took him out to dinner every Saturday night. Yeah. You think Aaron Rodgers had a bad relationship with the center? No, yeah. I don't think so. I think he made sure that they got along and mm-hmm. knew the language that each other were speaking. You mm-hmm. get someone who's going to work well, not only play well, but work well with Justin Fields. Someone who, when Justin Fields says, I need you to do this, I need you to tell this guy to beef up this because a lot of the time the quarterback is not going to every single one of the linemen. Mm-hmm. He's going to the center and saying, you need to tell these other guys yes. that this is what's going to happen. That's true. Because it's a chain of command thing. So mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky was in charge of everyone. The center yep. did not do that for him. Mitch Trubisky was trying to take care of the entire team because morale was bad. And mm-hmm. all the media, Chicago media is no better New York, okay, the tabloids splashed, you know, fun little things about his name, you know, play on his name or whatever. You know, it's just like Trubis can't or whatever. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So, so you need, so you need to be able to find an offensive line that not only is just powerful, but it's going to work with Justin Fields and and say, hey, man, if you're going to stay in the pocket, we're going to protect you. We're going to make sure you're not going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that, then we're just wasting another three to four years of him running for his life, that which has been the case for the last thirty years. That is, you know, that is interesting because, and this is kind of going to play into my next point in question I have here for. Uh, sorry, my wife needed me to uh, pop her some. Uh, so, <laughs> you know the Pillsbury. I know this is going to be. Fun. Do, you, do you know the Pillsbury? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The That's biscuits. What it sounded like Pillsbury, yeah. And I need she needed me to pop it on the table. So I because you can't just ever you, <laughs> she says she gets scared. You can't just ever like do the whole thing, unwrap it. You have to like manhandle like you have to open it like you mean something because if you just do it by the paper, it doesn't work. Like I, I hit it on the table. I I I tried that once and it like exploded. Like the, the entire portion and like all of the biscuits, like they weren't biscuits anymore. It was <laughs> okay. I'm That's- sorry to I'm sorry to bring us off track here. Um, <laughs> thanks, honey. Um, I, I feel like there is a question here, though, of um, kind of what's next for, like, Justin Fields. What would you like to see out of Justin Fields in year two? Um, obviously, say some of these things happen, like getting him a center that he has a good relationship with. Like, what what's kind of a step forward in your mind? Uh, it's going to be all psychological. Uh, the confidence level. I, I want to be watching a game. Maybe they're playing the Panthers, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're playing the Panthers and things aren't going so well. And you see him go back to the huddle and he's not looking around at, you know, all this, you know, like in a fret and looking back at the, at, at the sideline is back in the huddle. And he's looking back at the sideline. You can feel this nervous energy. Yep. I wanted to walk in there. He says a few words, claps his hands, goes up there, throws a dink and dunk for 
uh, for six yards, yep. gets to a fourth and one, and then you convert the fourth and one. Yeah. Because you're okay. that confident. I think, I think that's huge. Like you have to have a moxie at quarterback. And I mean, you, we were talking about it earlier with quarterbacks that the bears had Jim McMahon and all those guys that had yeah. moxie. Like, yeah, that's such yeah. a, that's such a powerful thing. Um, and I know like, I know we were talking about how it all kind of goes. It meshes together offensive line, wide receivers. Like you can't throw if you don't have any time, but at the same time, I would also argue though, and I mean, you can give me your perspective on this as well. Like I love um, athletic quarterbacks. Like I love quarterbacks that can run because you can mask a lot of the problems you have on the offensive line. Like, and I, maybe this was a problem with Trubisky, but I know it was as a Vikings fan, it was a problem with Christian Ponder because he was a guy that Christian was Ponder. Yep. The man name. literally he could run a four five forty. Like that's like quarterbacks, that's really fast for a quarterback. Not a lot of yeah. people take that in consideration. I think I think Trubisky was also pretty quick too, if I if I remember correctly. Yes, he was. He he did he was an athletic, a moving yes. quarterback. He really was. And they used that all the time though. <laughs> Like too much. It's like too we much. get it. He, he can he run. He was destined to be a, a pocket pal. I really saw him as a future Ben Roethlisberger, maybe less than 50, you know, fifty pounds lighter. Yeah. But uh, I really saw him as a steady figure uh, in the in the in the pocket, and yep. uh, he was just never given the opportunity to do that. Well, it's it hard when your offensive line is getting pushed back into your lap. Like you can't, yes. you, have, you can't just stand there when three guys out of your five starting offensive linemen are just getting shoved into your face. Like it's oh, and it's so hard to like. Like I know we've been talking about this offensive line thing this entire episode, but it's so true. Like I really, I like, I just relate so much to seeing your offensive line. Like Garrett Bradbury, the guy I mentioned early in the episode, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Brand, when I say I could make a. 15-minute long video of this man just getting bench-pressed by Akeem Hicks into Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I could legitimately do it. Like, I because every single snap, like, I know, I know it's good to have an athletic center, and I know defensive tackles mainly are to those big guys, like 330, that can just bench-press a mountain. But at the end of the day, you need a center that can just, when he needs to, he can just, put his anchor down and be able to block. And I mean, that was just something that uh, a guy like Bradbury struggled with. Um, but yeah, I just, like I said, back to the original point I was trying to make, I love athletic quarterbacks. Trubisky was that guy. Christian Ponder was that guy, but there's such a thing as it being too much. Like there's just a, such a thing, like you t- talked about them using it too much. Um, one of the last things I kind of want to talk about is just your general thoughts on new GM new pretty much you know front office um yeah you know what are you hoping to see just from a perspective of okay play calling also uh just the perspective of uh the idea that mr or i want to say mr Bisky, justin fields can't just run around the entire town like there has to be structure there has to be something going down the gm has to make it clear to mccaskey george mccaskey Stop listening to these fans. We're not going to cater to it anymore. We need to we need to start playing money ball. Mm. Okay. We need to start getting quality positions, not splashy, but people that are going to fill in these holes, these little holes and little bits at a time. And we're going to draft in the trenches. Mm-hmm. We're going to get people to support Akeem Hicks. He's not going to be out there uh, on his lumps because uh, if you haven't heard, Cleo Mack. <laughs> Ain't in town anymore. Yep. He's gone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
and what did he do the last two years? You know, he was injured half the time. And yep. when he was on the field, we did great. When he wasn't, we were terrible. We got we got to stop with the big flashy players. Yep. Uh, you know, one goes away, and then our whole season is busted. Mm-hmm. We I- can't. We can't do that anymore. We cannot do that anymore. We got to have several people. We got to have depth, the offensive line, mm-hmm. and depth on the defensive line. Because your running backs, look at look at Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Look at how well he's done and how terrible he's That's done. True. On the flip side, That's when true. one went off, when one or two offensive linemen goes down with Dallas for an injury or whatnot, and I know about all this because I got two buddies that are Cowboys fans who pick all Cowboys players for their fantasy team. Yep. And they're like, I can't believe this. Elliot stinks. He's terrible. And I'm like, well, maybe he's not terrible, but he wasn't as good as everyone thought he was because you can put any running back behind a good offensive line that yes. holes three feet wide and make them look good. Yep. Doesn't matter. You don't need to spend money on a, on a running. I think anyone that spends money on a running back, um, no offense to Adrian Peterson, he was a freak of nature. Yes. Uh, is is ludicrous. I, I so Down thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Amen to that. Now that is actually going to raise one last question. I want to you know I've been raising this question to a lot of my a lot of my people I bring on here, and they they yeah. they, they don't quite see to eye to eye because there was all the Christian uh, Christian McCaffrey argument. There's the Dalvin Cook argument. There's like yeah. you, know, you can pay him ten million, and that's you know that's okay. But Brant, I you just brought up this point. The 49ers just drafted, who was it, Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round last year. Probably not going to get paid a whole lot in the next couple of years. The The Las Vegas Raiders also drafted uh, Josh Jacobs a couple of years ago, still in his rookie contract. Top running back, getting paid like a rookie. You love it. Also, uh, I mean, you talk about, um, who was it the, for the Patriots? Oh, yeah, Ramon J. Stevenson, a former fourth-round pick. Like, thank you for saying that because you don't need to spend Lots of money on running backs. It's the most frustrating thing I've seen because just in the last year, and you mentioned Adrian Peterson. I think he's the only caveat here because I would say he is in the last decade, he's arguably the only Hall of Famer that you would spend $100 million on or, you know, right. over the next five right. years. But I just thank you for saying that because it's one of the most frustrating things people always tell me, hey, man, you got to get enough running back. And I'm like, well, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but if you if you put more of an emphasis on the offensive line and get a respectable running back. doesn't you matter can, who you get. Yes, you could get literally the same results. If you get a guy like, I don't know, like Tariq Cohen behind the Dallas off, Dallas Cowboys offensive line, he's at a perennial 1,000-yard rusher. Like that's – I feel like that's the thing here. Um, I don't know. I. <sighs> hey, you remember Le'Veon Bell? Neither yes. do I. Great example. Yep. He was amazing with this. Yep. He was incredible. And he got a big head. Mm-hmm. And what's he doing? Yeah, not playing football anymore. That's what it's like. It's like, yeah, I, it's it's the the Steelers have always had just an excellent offensive line to allow Ben Roethlisberger to stay in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, we're gonna name this this episode the offensive line is key because that's all we talked about. But it's so ah, true. Like it's, I I'm obsessed with the idea. I'm obsessed with the idea. If the Bears start drafting offensive linemen, that's how I'll know that something has changed like i'll have hope i have a bear's tie i want to wear i want to wear it but i can't because uh jay cutler is throwing interceptions uh in the end zone we got mitch trubisky getting sacked by his own offensive lineman (laughs) i just we we need some help and 
what what it starts with is other bear fans stepping back and and realizing that just because you play fantasy football doesn't mean you know who the best person in the draft is going to be that's it's true. probably going to be this guy is if if the Bacaskis will just let this GM do what he needs to do and stop catering to a fan base for tickets, yep, you're going to do well. By the way, they want to move that stadium to Arlington. Mm. What are your Arlington thoughts on Heights. that? I am so – that stadium, uh, its location, amazing. Mm. The design, atrocious. Looks like they dropped a spaceship on a Roman Coliseum. I, I just – I don't – I don't understand uh, what they were thinking, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's disastrous. It's probably one of the worst stadiums in the NFL, and that's that's uh, coming for me a lot because I love uh, Soldier Field. Yeah. I just hate Windy City, baby. I I just hate everything else about it. I love being in there. I love watching the game, uh, and then leaving, you turn around, you're like, ugh gosh yeah i well and i also you know that's kind of interesting when we talk about the future development of bears last question to let you get out of here no no Um, i want to talk about uh i I, the new gm for the bears uh polls now i i've gotten a lot of like for a guy like ryan polls um but i feel like he is one of those guys where not only you know obviously the tie with him being uh you know a former bear himself but not only is he going to be i think he's going to be a really good gm i also think it's the fact of like we just talked about offensive line for the last 38 minutes but i feel like when you look at what this man has done specifically with the chiefs we talk about last year mm-hmm. needing they needed i think it was two starters right off the bat and everybody was telling him you know draft this guy in the in the first round second round they got a starting all-pro center in the second round. Mm-hmm. Then they got a starting right guard, all-pro right guard. I'm shouting, and I don't know why. They got because <laughs> we're excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. They got uh, Trey Smith in the sixth round from Tennessee, and it's like you're like you're like okay, like you don't you literally don't need to spend a first round pick on like offensive linemen. So I'm I'm really excited. Like, is there? Do, as a fan, do you think there's general excitement? Are you excited about like a new GM, maybe a new kind of way of looking at it? Oh man, it's it's like getting out of a couple bad relationships, and you're like, <laughs> man, I'm never gonna date again. And then, you know, someone just walks in the door, you go, huh? You know, I think I'll try this again. That's the feeling. I get. that that's the feeling. Yep. And <laughs> if uh, and I'll really be impressed. I'll really be impressed if. Polls can develop a relationship, not only with the head coach, not just the head coach, but with the players as well. Ryan Pace was not that guy. Yep. yep. Um, it's, yes, we want to respect the legacy of the 85 Bears, but it's time. It's, yep. it's time. It's time to let it go. It's time <laughs> to start a new team. Yes, we'll have the best defense that ever walked on the planet, but they also were allowed to pick people up and, like, crush them and get, like, yep. a little yellow flag for it, and that's it. Like, we're, the 85 Bears is never going to happen ever again in the yep. history of ever. It's time to move on. It's time yep. to move on and start a new legacy. Change is good. Change, change is, is good. good. It's time to change. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. I think the Bears – I know we talked about the division and everything, but I'm really – I'm truly excited for the Bears. You know, I know – 
I believe the Vikings, he was either there, he was in the running for their GM job. Um, and like also the Vikings uh, did some things uh, with, with Quasi Adolfo Mensa, like the new GM as well. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm interested for that as well. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting division. But um, Brand, I will let you get back to it. I just wanted to say thank you uh, for coming on. I, I we'll talk after oh, the draft. Thank just you. your, your kind of general thoughts after, you know, the Bears go, you know, seven offensive linemen strong. <laughs> Yes, let's and then, go. You know, and then just just completely finally you shore it up. But um, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Colton, it's been my, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. We'll have him uh, Brant on again after the draft, so he can go off on his on his bears if he wants to, or he can be elated and you know do uh, do circles like maybe the Vikings will do. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that's all we got from us at the Sports Brief Podcast. Uh, remember to give us a like and a listen on 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 iTunes and all that. And plus, at the end of the day, peace out.